Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? How you living? How you feeling? It is the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. And we are back in the building and back on the map. And for all the loyal fans of the Lefko Show, today is going to be a treat. It, it feels a little bit like the State of the Union. We have a lot of things to clear up. We have a lot of announcements coming to the future. And I need to introduce you to somebody. And it's time to introduce you to Mr. David Ingber. Hello. There he is. We're putting our arms wide. For yeah, this I don't one. know why we're doing it. <laughs> so, uh, David was hired recently. Uh, what is your official title now? Senior producer of All Things Adam Lefko. I, I want that in our business card, actually. I, I don't all think that's things. my official. Yeah. I'm excited because uh, he's. you've been now here for two, three weeks. Yeah, about right. And everything in terms of the show, the podcast, you've been helping me kind of figure this out, and we have big things planned for the future. We do. What we've got we got a London trip. <laughs> we've got we've got all sorts of amazing guests coming up. Yes, we've got some great shoots. Come, we're going to be flying around the country, crisscrossing the country, meeting up with NFL players. I'm excited about all of it. So, um, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to call. I'm trying to call you Ingber. I'm trying not to call you Dave because there's forty thousand Davids at any place that you work. Yes, at any place that I've ever worked, there's at least a third of the people that work. Plus, there are like this is a left name, a last name podcast. It was Sims. It was Fendrick. It's Lefko. You're yeah. Ingber. I call you Adam though, just to mess with. The system. Fuck that system. <laughs> We're wrecking it up. Uh, just for everyone's like brains, Ingber is not going to be the co-host of the show. We no. are uh, in the process of talking to some people, and that would be something that. We've really been enjoying it during this offseason, making it interview-based, getting to know certain players, and, and not having to just do the NFL system. But when games start, we are going to need another player to help break down. I know my own weaknesses, mm-hmm. so we're in talks with some people, which is good. Can we get real for a Like, What are those weaknesses? I think the people want to know. Uh, I'm, I, I, don't, I think that I get a little hot-headed after a Sunday. You care too much. And that I don't know football as well. I'm, I'm a good question asker. I'm not always the answer guy. Um, and then with the betting show, we're going to really try and get in someone that that's their space. Uh, and so you guys have been have, have really been in the DMs and sharing with me how important it is that during the season we have those aspects. And we are going to have those aspects. Ingber is going to be the one that takes all the content to the next level. So... As we're communicating with athletes about the YouTube show that's going to be back this year, he's going to be helping with those shoots and coming up with the ideas. And you have a lot of history in this in the past. What was your path to getting to all things Lefko? Man, Interesting. At the end of the journey, I don't know warrants everywhere you've been. but uh, Yeah, the, the step one of 100 on my way to Lefko. Um, I got hired in 2012 to work for what was called the MLB Fan Cave. Mm. That was uh, Major League Baseball, had this cool space downtown. It was the old Tower Records. Uh, They had 12 super fans in there every year that were watching every single baseball game, and they had these players come by, and I was on a team of uh, about three or four people that would just write and create these sketches starring MLB players. A lot of them are still online. Uh, I ended up, through that job, finding out that I could write for Nick Sports. Nickelodeon had sort of a sports block. Yeah, I was writing some stuff for Gronk. How many times did you pitch, like, what was it, get slime? A lot of slime. A lot lot of slime slime. bits. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the way you save any... Any good bit on... Just slime with the... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, uh, in, in the same way you can just say the aristocrats to save a failing joke. Right, right, you can right. just say, like, you know what? And then they all get slimed. And yeah. it's, oh, it's an A+. <laughs> uh, I was writing for Nick Sports for a little bit. I worked for Cosmo, the women's magazine, but I was trying to write some sports as much as possible for them. Wow. Um, I was kind of like the dude columnist. Didn't dude you have a, a cover that did really, really well? 
Yeah, I invented sort of as a, it was an April Fool's prank. It just happened to be in a February uh, edition, but it was called <laughs> Brosmopolitan. It was like this bro version of Cosmo that was kind of a prank. But then as we made it, we were like, is this a good idea? Is right. this, should we just make this? Uh, so I worked at Cosmo for a while and then I uh, ended up working at a place called thekicker.com, which was a website started by Saturday Night Live's head writer, Brian Tucker. He's a big mm. sports fan. We were doing like sports and comedy. Um, kind of saw ourselves a little bit like the Onion and Bleacher Report, but like kind of halfway between those two, you know, lovers of sports making funny things. Sure. Uh, from there, I ended up at the NFL Network, uh, producing a weekly half-hour show starring Kyle Branch, sure. who you know from Good Morning Football. We're going to have to get him on the pod. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah. I mean, oh, two guys, you you two in a conversation would be great. You obsessed with like 90s NFL. I think yeah. you'd, just, you'd be talking about Barry Sanders highlights the entire we're, we, time. We're going to talk about the, the guest request that you guys filled out, but his name was mentioned many times. Oh, good, good, yeah. good, good. Um, and then, uh, yeah. Uh, that that show ended and I ended up here. Um, I'd been talking to some of the producers here at Bleacher Report about working on a couple other things that didn't yeah. quite work out, and then this thing was just right in the pocket. And uh, I think think it's 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 a good We've move. We've been texting a to lot say. too. You and me, yeah, sure. A lot of Slack, a lot of a lot of a lot, texting, man. a lot of email. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with each other, man. But it's been a lot of fun, and so I wanted to formally introduce Ingbert to the homies. Uh, what is your social? Oh, what? I got off social. It was uh, I, really? I found it really depressing. So I, I'm You're aware off of Twitter, it. IG completely. I'm aware of everything that happens on those platforms. Yeah. Uh, but no, I am not personally on there. Hold on. You also. I, I sound like I'm like an old grandpa or something. <laughs> it's like, ah, Twitter, that's, that's not a thing. No one needs to be on Twitter. I recognize the importance of it. Of and course. I, I keep up with what's going on. Yeah. But no, you'll never find so me. So that means when someone answers your DMs, guys, it's still fucking me. So don't be surprised <laughs> if it's me. Uh, but you also created something that I think is really cool that was a it really started because of Bill Simmons and Matthew Berry. Mm. I don't want you to gloss over that. Sure. Uh, yeah, that actually was my first, first project. It, w- it wasn't a job because I very much lost money on doing this. It was not, <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't legally call it a profession. Uh, but I was listening to Bill Simmons podcast way back in, I'm from Massachusetts. That's a big part of who I am as a sports yeah, fan. He wears a champion's hat with Patriots <laughs> like that. But but I respect the Patriots, so like it's not a it's just it was a bold move. But anyway, so I've known Bill Simmons since back in like the Boston Sports Guy days, and you know he had this this early on podcast with Matthew Barry where they were talking about um, we're going to launch a fantasy league, and you can be in a league with Bill Simmons and Matthew Barry. What would you do to be in this league? And all these people were writing in, oh, I'll lose fifty pounds. Oh, I'll do this. I'll do yeah. that. So I wrote in being like, okay, I'm, I I have a musical theater background. Um, I'm going to write fantasy football the musical, and actually it's pronounced fantasy football the musical. It has a question mark in the title whoa big off season <laughs> yeah, yeah perfect. um so i wrote that in and they talked about it on the podcast which for like 23 year old me was like oh, oh my god man. they're talking about me on the bill simmons podcast this is yeah incredible. uh and they ended up saying like you know what we're not going to take this guy because this might be a disaster so then i took that as a personal challenge i'm like i'm going to write this thing we're going to we're going to stage it in new york and yeah. uh, make it not a disaster and uh, as a result i ended up kind of getting my agent getting my first start in new york as sort of a person at the nexus of sports and comedy so yeah. thank you you bill simmons for rejecting me specifically uh, but you made it and it toured yeah we we made it it got published it got to be in uh, minnesota and philadelphia and obviously new york and uh, like you created fantasy football the musical the and musical? there were people in the musical <laughs> and people in philadelphia like you weren't even there shout out to the 11th hour theater company they're amazing uh they, they awesome. staged it they're yeah just incredible people that that got to work 
I, I felt so blessed anytime I walked in a room and there was like already a lighting designer and already a costume designer. And I'm like, I, I wow, th- these people are here to make this All show. because of a podcast. All because of a Matthew Barry, Bill Simmons podcast. And that's what I would say to the homies, too, is part of the reason why I'm so excited to work with Ingber is he, you, you can tell like he reminds me a lot of all of us where it's we just love sports we love the notion of community we love the notion of creating things and that i loved that that you're coming here with a different perspective Hmm. where the thing that we love on the left coast show is to look at the nfl from a different perspective and what i've enjoyed working with ingber with so far is when we see an article the the amount of times that i've woken up to a text from him of whoa (laughs) big off season and it's just a random news article i'm like fuck yeah let's go i've i've definitely and officially drunk the whoa big off season cool it's addictive yeah once once i i understood the paradigm of what you were doing i was now i see them everywhere because all i do all day when i'm not specifically working on a specific task i'm just reading weird nfl related websites and you just find them and they're just juicy they're, they're so just good. great they're so good uh little bit also uh you mentioned london uh we have not been doing as many live shows as stick to football has but i know two that will be happening in the next few months and this is exciting because the left coast show audience the homies we really haven't done this so i have two dates for you to circle We will be working with Stick to Football September 16th, Monday Night Football, Browns at Jets. Odell returns to New York. Baker Mayfield versus Sam Darnold. Spicy. Monday Night Football in the lot getting pre-gamed. We're going to do a joint podcast, The Left Go Show and Stick to Football. I will be getting lit as soon as I get off. (laughs) Uh, Because for me... I don't get a lot of opportunities to see you guys. So it's in New York. This is great for all the New York City homies in the parking lot. We'll obviously have more details, but that is September 16th, which will be first few weeks of the NFL season. The other one, I can't believe is happening. Like, there's part of me that goes, I'm waiting until they go, just kidding, LOL. October 27th, London. We're making it happen. October 27th, fucking London, Rams versus Bengals. It will likely be at some form of pub. The details haven't been ironed out yet. Stick to football, crossover, left go show, crossover, the BR football guys, a.k.a. BR football, will all be together. So to all of the international homies that have slid into the DMs and said, if you ever come across the pond, I will do whatever it takes to get there. October 27th, it's going down. Yeah, book your tickets right now. We're going to be there. If you're in Croatia or you're in France right now, like we're going to be in London. That is a hop and a skip away. Hop on the train. Do it. But like let's let's book get the Airbnbs. <laughs> like I can't believe it's happening. But that will be and and obviously will it won't be just the one thing. I'm, we're going to try and do stuff out there and create some more content and all that, but that will be the live show. Well, that's the game I think is October 27th. But we will have more details about both, but I know that the international homies are going to love it. Oh, the best. Dude, I I will say this, man, like being off this past week and just kind of interacting so much in the DMs the the brand is strong right now and to spend the last week and to see the austin hooper episode get so much love like 
Austin Hooper texted me, man, and was like, bro, your audience is fucking awesome. Because everybody was hitting him up and saying it was great. Travel Gaines is still hitting me up, being like, the homies are still hitting me up and all that. I will say, yeah, that's a real thing. That if you're if you're listening right now and you're someone that's like, ah, it's only one tweet, what can I do? Seriously, if enough people feel like that, yes. they flood these people's Instagrams, yes. they flood their Twitters, and they wake up the next morning when the podcast comes out and they're like, dude, yes. Adam Left goes 33% comes out like Kittle texted me because I said on Twitter hey everybody wants Kittle and he was like bro like everybody's saying I gotta come on the show I was like yes bro like you need to come on the show so we're gonna get to the guest request in a second quick eat like a homie update challenge it is day 14 if you're listening to this on Tuesday that means it's day 15 and I will say that I didn't eat like a homie all the days. Hey, that's part of eating like a homie. Yes. Knowing if you can have a cheat day and that's okay and being okay with yourself and looking in the mirror being like, I ate like a homie for six out of seven days yes. or whatever it is that make you feel good. I had guys being like, what do I do? I need late night snacks. And I was like, brush your teeth, bro. Like, like stop it. Drink that's a lot a really of water. Yeah. But I, I had my anniversary on Saturday and we went to this Laotian restaurant mm. called Kiyo that if you're in New York, I highly recommend it. K-H-E-Y-O. And I went ham. And my fiance looks at me and goes, so that's how homies eat, huh? And I was like, <laughs> stop guilting me. But uh, I did the math. Day 33 is June 22nd. Mm -hmm. It is a Saturday. Uh, so I'm saying that I didn't eat like a homie so that if you if you fell off, we're getting back on. I had a salad again today. Water, greens, eat like a homie, getting back to it. I, I will say by, my, my goal for this year was to get down 15 pounds. And as of last week, I was down 12. And as really? of this week, I'm down 10. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> but... It, overall, right, if you look at the trend from January until yeah. now, I'm in the right direction. Damn, you're fucking kicking ass. I'm making moves. You don't look like someone that needs to lose 15. Well, that is just sweet of you to say. Yeah. I need to lose 22 pounds. <laughs> um, I did put out on social official guest requests where I put a few different uh, kind of topics, you know, who are some football YouTubers, who are traditional media members that you guys want on as the guest, because for two reasons. One, I want to know who you guys want to hear from and that I can give them to the official bookers here in New York and maybe they can call up somebody, but also... Let's use the power of the 33% each week Get at these and people. figure out who are we going to target, mm -hmm. and then we can hit them and say, you need to get on the LeftGo show. You need, And not just tweets, but also DMs on IG and all that stuff. So you have the list. Yes. Uh, let's let's go. Who did the homies want to hear from from recently retired NFL players? Uh, I was delighted that this was the answer. You have a guess who the number one response was? Recently retired. I'm going to go Marshawn. Uh, actually, yeah, he was top five. Okay, um, that Marshawn Lynch is one of the most fascinating interviews. But yes. but the homies came out in force for my man Gronk. They want Gronk. They want Gronk. And, uh, That's look, a tough pull. You put a microphone in front of, in front of Gronk, I, I feel like he's going to say some fun stuff. Yes. So we got Gronk, uh, Chris Long, Joe Thomas is a fascinating uh Joe Thomas interview. is definitely gettable. Um, you know, Marshawn, we got uh, Randy Moss, I feel like would be interesting to talk to. Okay. Now, people are looking for Tony Romo. In my mind, though, Romo's in like multiple categories. Is he a recently retired athlete or right. is he a badass current media member? Who were the other media members that we got? Ah, and where yes. did Romo rank in that? Romo was number one. So that's the thing. Romo is the number wow. one media member that people wanted. Right, the but he's like the Romo. number seven or eight retired player. So it's just a different category. I'm going to star Romo because he's now been on two lists. Right. Um, 
I'm trying to be resourceful with the 33%. So I don't want you guys to like half of you message Chris Long and the other half Tony Romo. <laughs> what other media members? Uh, Stephen A. Oh, fuck. That would be great. Uh, Shaq How? and Charles Barkley, two of your faves. Steve, so, so we've already gotten Charles Barkley. There is a chance that we might get Shaq. I talked to Turner, and there is a chance in the next few weeks we may get Shaq. Interesting. Which, me thinking of him in that chair. I was going to say, can I make a recommendation? Is you just put some phone books underneath yours, and you we we, <laughs> we organize the room in in a sort of a funhouse type of way, so that you look like you're the exact same yes, height. Yes. And then you'll just have that video footage forever. I would love Shaq. Anyone else in the top five? Uh, yeah, we got Nate Burleson friend of the podcast perfect we are getting nate burleson this week great just let the fact that you guys wanted him top five and that he was in the top five um i've already talked to nate we are going to get him this week it's either going to come out this week or next week but i am super excited for nate but stephen a man i i want stephen a the character and i feel like interviewing <laughs> stephen a he would not be that i feel like he'd be a lot more reserved we interviewed him at super bowl 50 and i pitched him on second take it's just a more reasoned debate show oh interesting like he, after he's had a moment to calm yeah, down he yeah, has yeah, a second yeah. take it's, yeah. it's uh, we would do the show immediately afterwards when all of his energy <laughs> he's is sipping up. water he's he dabbing like, his forehead he didn't like the idea okay all right so romo's the guy all right uh next one was uh, favorite football podcasts that were not this one. Well, Stick to Football was uh, the runaway success, and you've well, already had them on. So that's, that's, that's easy, easy to get. Yeah. We literally so, sit next to some of those guys. And we just said we'll be doing live shows in September and in London, and I would imagine we'll have them on again. Who else? Pat McAfee. The fucking man. I love Pat. Dude is, is blowing up as a podcaster. Yeah. We, we literally, uh, this is a behind the curtain, we literally text each other positivity all the time. Yeah? Like, I'll just text him. I'll be like, bro, you're fucking kicking ass. Like, he had the Jeopardy guy on the other day, and I was like, great fucking get. And he's yeah. like, hell yeah, Lefko. So anytime he's in New York, I'm having him come on. Uh, by the way, can I just, as a sidebar, obsessed with James Holzhauer and his run on Jeopardy. I've been watching every single episode. Can I admit I have never watched, I haven't watched a second. May I suggest it? It is. It is. What about it is so great? It's it, watching anything being done at the highest level is amazing. My dad taught me this very early on. Just when you're walking by a construction site, watch someone who's really good at laying cement, you know, and just like the perfection and the hours and the craft. There, there's something to James Holzhauer is it's like God put him on earth to be a perfect Jeopardy player and to take the, the calculated risk. What time is Jeopardy on? Uh, <laughs> check your local listings. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I set my DVR for it and then I just binge him on Saturday mornings. Really? That's a good move. Watch five in a row. It takes like an hour and a half. It's great. All right. I need to watch this. Uh, I see. Who, uh, who else did we get on that list? Uh, you got Big Cat, who I okay. know you like. Um, we got uh, the Fantasy Footballers. Robert oh, Mays from The that. Ringer. Okay. Uh, Bill Simmons, obviously, is always going to get some love in a list like this. And I, I had gotten a note from someone that I think Mina Kimes was on a lot. Oh. And we're actually going to have Mina on later this month. I heard that. She has agreed to come on. So, again, if you have any questions for Mina or if you want to say congratulations, I hear you're coming on the podcast. Boom. That way we kind of guilt her into I don't want any of these people, like, stepping out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I've never heard of the fantasy footballers, so I will look into that. Um, and then Robert Mays, all those guys from the Ringers. You know, if we could ever get Bill Simmons, that would be cool, especially now that I know your history with him. And just be like, hey, remember that musical? <laughs> Motherfucker. We Actually, and, and one one other job that I 
kind of had along the way. It was sort of a, a weird little side gig. Uh, there was a show called Main Street with okay. Kenny Maine. Yes. And Bill Simmons was a guest on that episode. And that was happening while Fantasy Football, the musical, was happening in New York for the first time. And I was thinking like, man, it would be so crazy if I was like writing on this episode of Main Street and got to like actually meet with him. But I wasn't able to make the trip to L.A. Oh, to man. meet him. But it's almost like we've been passing like two ships in the night. We were at the same MLB All-Star game at one point, didn't meet each other. Yes. Like, at some point, I have to, like, you know, friendly confront him and say, like, your rejection of me is a reason why I'm here right I now. I fucking love that. I want that moment to happen on the air. It's like Obi-Wan and Anakin. By the, the way, evil. at the end of this podcast, we're going to check in on our favorite football player from this year's NFL draft. Mm. I totally forgot to say this. Uh, we're going to call Jonathan Abram, safety from the Raiders. Uh, he is my football son. Great freestyle rapper. Great. Apparently, because uh, the Raiders, I've just seen on social, they like freestyle rap a lot. But I just want to, it's like kind of calling your kid at summer camp and making <laughs> sure he's having a good time. Right. I want to make sure Jonathan's having a good time time he said he's going to call us during lunch uh so that'll be good um all right another category what twitter follows did the homies like uh we got aaron nagler ben formerly albright. here at bleacher report yeah so we i need to get aaron on who was the second one ben albright okay he does some NFL I mean, stuff. There's too. a nice collection of people on here uh, dan orlovsky you know you know yeah i don't think dan's allowed to come on the pod is that a thing espn makes it really hard bro hmm and Dan's such a nice guy that I think he asked, and I don't think so. That's... Once you ask, then you're right. Yeah, the move is to just do it, and then when it when it comes out, and then yeah. it blows up, you go sorry. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, who else is on the list? Uh, Brian Baldinger. Okay. Evan Silva. Ian Rappaport. So Evan the King of Sil- Scoops. Evan Silva uh, is, I think, going to come on later. Mm. Uh, when he's in New York, me and him were talking. The fact that Evan Silva listens to this show blows my fucking mind and here's why i look at evan silva as the godfather of internet football discussion like with roto world i think roto world is the most natural internet football place like i felt like before pff kind of owned like we are the football nerdy website (laughs) i felt roto world owned it and i have been reading evan silva forever and i dm'd him he was like dude i i kind of dig the show it's a little bit of like a joe rogan feel and i was like Fucking A. How do we get Elon Musk vaping on this podcast? We got to make it happen at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, do, do you think, yeah, did, do people just offer Elon Musk their blunts now? Like, do they just <laughs> walk up to him and be like, smoke this, Elon? He's like, I wish I was known for something other than this, but yeah. I would love if we could do that in the middle of a podcast. Uh, and then, favorite football YouTubers, comedians was just like, I, I kind of saw some of the responses. It's like Kevin Hart, your favorite, Bill Burr. That's great. If we knows, can, knows his sports, too. If we can get some of those guys on, that would definitely be your world in the comedian world. Um, but who are the YouTubers? Uh, favorite football YouTubers. We got some great responses. Brett Coleman. Okay. Uh, Destroying. I don't know if you know these guys. I do not. I believe one of them was a former UCF football player. Uh, they do these kind of really fun, funky football challenges. Like one was... Uh, a guy, he spins around a bunch of times blindfolded, and yeah. then uh, they do Marco Polo, and he has to throw a football and try to hit the receiver. Gotcha. Uh, blindfolded. You know, they do like football yeah, challenges yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. There's one where they tried to outpunt Marquette K 
King. Really? They just do fun football stuff. I think they, that's they why they I wanted like to blast. reach out to the homies is because like these are guys I've never heard of before. You'd love these. Brett Coleman I've heard of, and he does breakdowns, and I think having him on would be good. And then there were two more. Uh, Flemlo Raps and uh, Strong Opinion Sports. Yeah, I don't know who those guys are. That's but, all right. You'll get to know them. We're going to get to know them. We're going to look into them. We're trying to uh, find the world of football that's not just active players. Right. Uh, I want to know, how does Brett Coleman set aside time? How did he build his community? Destroying, like, did when did you go, hey, I don't want to play in the NFL, but I want to make crazy YouTube videos. Uh, guys like, you know, Evan Silva. What What was it like to go from nobody respecting you to, like, serious NFL front offices were reaching out. There's just, these are the people that I want to interview. So thank you guys for filling this out and taking the time. Hundreds of you did. And uh, it helps us point the, the pod in a direction. Absolutely. And keep them coming. Keep the responses. We're, we're not done taking these responses. No, absolutely not. Now, we did make some predictions last week for, whoa, big off season. Whoa. And I think we did pretty well. Five out of six, if I recall. Five out of six. So let's check them out. We said a young quarterback would have a, quote, live arm. Mm -hmm. That happened to Dwayne Haskins. Sure. Felt great. Uh, We said that an NFL player would go vegan. Gerald McCoy. A prominent athlete. This isn't like we weren't weren't digging into the depths of some, you know, D3 school to find a football player. When I predicted it. Were were you confident that this would happen, or you're like maybe we'll hit one? I, I thought it would happen this off season, but I didn't ha- know it would happen during your specific week off. And by the way, I will vouch for this. I don't know what camera to look at here, but I will vouch for this. This all these predictions were legitimately made a week before, yes. and in the following seven days, we have links to all the tweets and all the articles. These things actually happened. Five out of the six that we that we predicted. We said that there. This is the one I was most nervous about. That there will be a fight at practice, and then the team would say it was good for culture. And the <laughs> totally fucking happened. the fucking Jets got into a fight and like Henry Anderson's like it's really good for the culture here. It was almost like it was almost like you had written the tweet. It was so on the nose. It was so blatant. It was like, hey, we had a tussle, but uh, I think it's good for the team. Uh we said that a 30-year-old would stay would say he's in the best shape of his life. I mean, the article about Jason Witten, the best. Like Jason Garrett just being like, I'll tell you what, I've never seen him in shape like this. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here that <laughs> Jason Witten's No, I bet you Jason Witten's not really in the best shape of his life right now. But they said it and that's all that we predicted. That's all that mattered. Yeah. Uh, we said the return of Davis Webb. This one feels like a half because the tweet was so good that it felt like he was back. The, the tweet was, Davis Webb just threw a gorgeous bomb to Jeff Smith. Couldn't have hand-placed it any better. Beat Kyron Brown. I'm giving my. I'm going to give it a half a point. Okay. So maybe it was a four and a half out of six. Still a solid batting average. The only one we didn't get was wide receiver gets into a fight on social media, and so if any of the homies actually saw a wide receiver get into a dispute and we just missed it, please point us in the direction. Absolutely. But I think we did well. <laughs> um, but I hear that you have some whoa big off seasons for me. I do. Uh, we're going to do a sort of a countdown of my five favorites. Okay. Because like I said, I'm deep into this now at this point. You're addicted. Yeah, I am I am waist deep and wading through the <laughs> uh, the WBOs on the internet. Uh, wanted to start out with uh, two of your favorites, Cliff Kingsbury yes. and Andy Isabella. UMass product. He's the next Victor Cruz as far as I'm concerned. Andy Isabella is a white boy supreme. He is He's a the, burner. the white guy that ran a super fast 40 and the analytics community loves him. So what is, is this a whoa? Or a 
Whoa. Well, I'll, I'll read the tweet and you okay. decide. Okay. okay, so Cliff Kingsbury was impressed to hear that wide receiver Andy Isabella spent Memorial Day weekend working on his route running instead of relaxing. Quote, I figured he'd be at the W or something with all that money from the new contract. Whoa! <laughs> Big off season. I love when guys work during, like, Memorial Day. Can you believe, can you believe, Adam Lefko, that there's a rookie... In the NFL, who's spending a weekend getting better at football. Can you believe it? I love that. That reminds me of the Davis Webb story where, like, he even worked out on vacation. What? I Those are my favorite stories. And I know that if you're a Cardinals fan, you're like... Man, did you hear about Isabella? It sounds great. It's Fucking it's a grinder. That's that to me is a quintessential woe big off season is the predicted response to the woe big off season yes. that a lot of the fans are out there being like, Joe, do you see you see that? You see Cliff Kingsbury's Isabella's big fan of Isabella? Fucking grinding right now. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, so you're one for one. Okay, great. Uh next up, uh Buffalo Bills rookie Devin Singletary. I've heard a lot of positives about this. Kid. Sure. Um, so much so that I saw that the Bills were even thinking about letting go of LaShawn McCoy because this kid's been doing so well. I so mean, what? he's making moves out there. And so what's the woe? I, I found this quote actually on our own BleacherReport.com. Highly rated website. Highly recommend you Never check it out. It. Uh, this was the quote. On one particular run, Singletary's decision-making on where to run was so sound that offensive coordinator Brian DeBull shouted from the sideline, Yeah, baby, great run. This is a great wall. Thank you. So, Brian Dayball, uh, the reason this is great is it reminds me of the Wobig offseason we had last year for Lamar Jackson. If you remember, homies that remember, there was a quote early on where Harbaugh said, there were times where Lamar would run away and people would hoot and holler from the sidelines. <laughs> that, whoa! This is a now. I love when woes happen in back-to-back off seasons mm. because now it's one that I can predict for next year. Oh, it's, it's now a, it's a motif. Now it's a motif, which is coaches yell because of rookie performances. I love that. So the fact that an offensive coordinator Brian Dayball, what did he yell? He he yelled, "Yeah, baby, great run." Mm. That's super well. <laughs> I, I, it's totally like if I'm on the sidelines as a reporter with a notepad in my hand, yes. I'm writing that down and I'm like, yeah, baby, great yeah. run. Yeah, baby. I'm scrabbling that. That's, a, that's another great whoa. It's, it's, it's things that legitimately get us excited and then at the same time we know mean nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing, but it gets you excited. It's also possible because it might have been really sarcastic for all we know. We're just seeing it in print. He might have been like, yeah, baby, great run. <laughs> I wasn't there. I don't but actually, know. Like, he fell on his face. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good he one. He fell into the Gatorade jug on the side. Um, okay, number three. Russell Wilson wants to play until he's 45 years old. Oh, that's interesting. So that's that's on the borderline. of is that a Does that count towards his offseason, or is that actually genuinely interesting information? That's a whoa, not a whoa. Right. Mainly because he is a kind of guy that I think could pull it off. And what we've seen with Brady and LeBron and all these older athletes. And I feel like Russell, like I look at Brady and I feel like his devotion to diet and, and a ma- making himself more pliable, mm-hmm. I felt like did not happen from year one. Like in year 2000, Brady wasn't doing it. He adopted it late. But I feel like Russell Wilson has been doing this really since day one. And he he's had obviously the stories that make us think he's a little bit crazy just with water, concussion water and all that. <laughs> but the stories about Russell Wilson and the way he trains and how he eats, 
45, just to think about Russell Wilson playing for 15 more years, though, because he's already played seven. Right, and he's made the playoffs six times. He's won a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, to think about him for had a career, 15 kinda. more years. Incredible. And then to also think about the fact that he just signed 140 for four. You think about the amount of money that he's going to be able to make over that time. Oh, yeah, Kevin Garnett money. Just keep signing contract after just contract after ticket. contract. Well, like, man, let me see. What else? Yeah, I think... Yeah, I mean, you think about like Drew Brees and Tom Brady, like, wow. I, I just, I never thought, I just think of guys having a 15-year career total, not a 22-year career. The question, though, is will Russell Wilson have to become a different quarterback when he's 35, 36? Because Brady never... He doesn't never, take a lot of hits, though. He doesn't, He but but the, the shimmying, the evasiveness, the, the straight-up He will lose speed. that over time. And so it'll be interesting to watch him transition from age 30, where I'm sure he's still going to be running around, yes. like you know, 22-year-old 100%. Russell Wilson. But it'll be interesting to watch him over the next five to seven years and see how he transitions into that more pocket presence and then really picking his spots and, and running for first downs. I also wonder how it's going to impact contract negotiations mm. where you know, you're know you paying for his quote-unquote prime, but if his prime is now going to be eight years instead of four years, do you now go to Russell and go, listen, man, we want to invest in you. We believe that you can play till you're 45. So we need to figure out a Tom Brady-like contract system because if, we're, if they're going to keep giving him $140 million over four years... The Seahawks had to completely rebuild that defense. Mm-hmm. Does Russell then change his monetary expectation, too? I don't know. Because he's going to say, I deserve it. And, and by I, the I, end of those four years, too, the next contract might be four years, 220, for all we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that might be the new standard. Oh, because the salary cap is going It's up. just going to keep going. It's not like football is going to stop making money next year. Complete aside, uh, a lot of you have hit me up in the DMs talking about the collective bargaining agreement and why aren't we talking about a possible strike. The homies know I have been talking about a strike for the last three years. And that not only do I think it's going to happen, I am encouraging a strike to happen. Happen. Do I want to go a season without the NFL? Absolutely not. No one wants to miss football. But as we've said before, the number one way that you get more money in this league is by holding out. It's the number one trump card. So when I see uh, Demaris Smith coming out and saying that at the rookie premiere that was in L.A., that they're talking to these guys about putting a lot of their their money into, like, to everyone out there like IRAs or like accounts that can amass more money over time in preparation of that and that they believe that a lot of NFL players are ready to hold out for an entire year. I just want to say that the 2021 season or maybe the lack thereof I am fully focused on that because I believe that we saw it with Aaron Donald. We saw it with Khalil Mack. I know that Le'Veon Bell didn't get the huge contract everybody wanted, but he did double up the guaranteed money that he was offered originally from 17 in Pittsburgh to 35 in the New York Jets. Holding out while it sucks when it's happening to your team is the right thing for the players to do and this is the players podcast and I'm just I wanted to kind of talk about that I have I'm all over it and I know he wasn't on the guest request list but I'd like to get Demaris Smith in here one time too. He'd be fascinated to talk to I, you. Yeah. I I'm fascinated that he went from a guy that got introduced during the last CBA and now he's been there and he is guns blazing. He's ready to go. He's ready. He's in defensive stance at all times. Oh, and I'm just, 
I'm fascinated because I look at the NBA and I look at Major League Baseball and I see the security and I look at NFL and I go, how much could this change? Like, I look at what the NFL's done recently. We may allow our players to smoke weed. Mm. We may reduce the amount of preseason games. And these, these are the telltale signs of them floating things to try and distract the players' union. Hey, we might want an 18-game season. What they're doing is... When you get to the bargaining table, we want you to fight tooth and nail for 16 and not focus on the fact that you're only getting 47% of all revenue. Interesting. So I, I look at whenever I see Goodell putting out stories about things that are not player friendly, whether it's replay or whether it's opioids, it is all to get the players to not negotiate the money split. And it's that 52, 52 and a half, 47 and a half. I think that's what it is right now. They don't want that to be touched because that's the money, but they, but they'll, they're willing to negotiate marijuana. And my thing is, is yes, the marijuana thing is ruined, but do not take your eyes off the prize. Stay in the pocket of the argument here. Yes. Don't, don't be distracted by the, the flashy no. lights. And that's why I want to talk to Damara Smith. All right, so that was my little rant about the CBA. I enjoyed it. Okay, good. Uh, we got two more woes. Okay. Uh, Russell Okung. I'll tell you if they're woes. <laughs> Russell Okung uh, of the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes. He wants to be paid in Bitcoin. Stop. Uh, this is what I found. Um, earlier in May, Okung threw down the gauntlet to NFL owners and, quote, demanded to be paid in Bitcoin. Despite this request falling on deaf ears, Okung has turned to a hands-on approach in supporting crypto, repping the Bitcoin logo on his locker. Interesting. This is a woe. I don't understand Bitcoin. <laughs> like I don't, I don't either, and I, don't, I won't pretend to because yeah. I'll say something wrong, but I, all I do know about it is that it's much more volatile than the dollar. That's all I've heard about. So, but, but what's interesting about it is that like this four years, 140 for Russell Wilson might be four years, 30 million, might be four years, 850 million. Right. Right. So by being paid in Bitcoin, what you're doing is you're signing up for some volatility in the amount yes. of money you're making. Could be a positive, could be a negative. Russell Kung's like, bring it on. Yeah. Let's 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 just go with the ebbs and flows of the have crypto you have, market. Do you have any Bitcoin? No. Okay. <laughs> I have my money uh, stashed under a pillow, but oh. not my pillow. You'll never find it. Okay. Yeah, because I remember like the thing that I didn't. Okay. The thing I'm not processing is why doesn't Russell Okung just take his money and then buy Bitcoin? But I guess that's. I don't know. It, it's not nearly as interesting to say that. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I will say, the reason this is a woe to me and not a woe is, one, I've never thought about the locker as an opportunity for additional advertising dollars. Oh, sure. If you think about what players could do is if they put brands... Now, I don't know if the the Chargers will allow this, but if they put brands and then like on their locker and as they're being interviewed, it's, it's right prominently them. displayed, that's very interesting to me. This is like the boxers who get tattoos of the name of the casino on their back. Exactly. Right? And then that, that their back is on television for an entire 60-minute right. you know, fight. So that's interesting, too. I think I remember reading that Matt Barkley wanted to get paid in Bitcoin, too. Uh, I think what it does for Russell also is the Bitcoin is one of those communities, the crypto community, that they hear people like me go, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And they're, they're very small and tight knit. And so for him to be the athletic face of that as an early adopter, and I don't even know if Bitcoin's early adopting anymore. I feel like it's when it had that boom a year or two ago, it was before that. Mm -hmm. But to be the athletic face of Bitcoin, 
mind is a huge opportunity for Russell Okung. And then I also process the fact that he played in Seattle in L.A., both West Coast markets where with Silicon Valley and being kind of adjacent. You think he was in a coffee shop and he was overhearing some uh, some smart guys with laptops talking? I've heard the rumors of the Golden State Warriors being involved in Bitcoin in Silicon Valley. So for me, it's like I, I get excited about the fact of players being ahead of the curve. So many times you hear about athletes and their inability to be financially stable that it's it's really wanting me to get Russell Okung on here and being like, what am I not understanding? What do you know that I don't yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And maybe this is his Blaze Pizza. This is his LeBron Blaze Blaze Pizza. Well, I think also Russell Okung was like really big into marijuana being legalized too. So mm. Russell Okung, I'm re- and he, Russell Okung also negotiated his contract himself with uh, the Chargers, and he got a lot of flack because he didn't have a lot of guarantees in it, and uh, and because he didn't want to pay the three or five percent that they have to pay agents. So now I'm realizing I'm moving Russell Okung very high up on the guys I want to have on this podcast. All right, let's get them. Because that there's not a lot of NFL athletes that are willing to be that different. And, wow. I mean, maybe, maybe Is that we an cut episode to... for the show, Buying Bitcoin with Russell Okun? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, if this was, you know, a Family Guy episode, we'd, we'd cut to the future, and there would be, like, a cutaway, and, like, 30% of these guys are all, you know, living in their Bitcoin mansions and flying around in their Bitcoin helicopters and <laughs> laughing at all those, like, goofballs down there that took American dollars like a, like a schmo. I heard there's, like, Bitcoin ATMs in Brooklyn. Like, you can pay for, like, a croissant with a Bitcoin in hmm. Brooklyn. But... It's truly one of those things where I'm so not like I don't watch enough billions to understand crypto. There was a guy in some viral video. I mean, it's a total scam jerk move that he was doing, but he was saying to people he was he had these gold coins and he was telling people they were Bitcoin Stop. and he was selling them to people on the street. I think he gave them their money back. I'm not sure how it went. Yeah. It was a prank or a scam or something. Uh, but yeah, if you're out there, Bitcoin is not an, a coin. It is a, a digital currency that you cannot hold in your hand unless you print out the code yeah. or something. So the only thing I realized that I don't like about the segment we just did is I'm going to have 50 DMs of people explaining to me crypto. Don't be mad about that. That's an opportunity to learn about a really interesting field. I just want to learn about football, bro. <laughs> All right, so so you had five, so one more. One more. Uh, just the funniest headline on Pro Football Talk. Uh, literally, the headline is, Cam Newton has begun throwing a football. Whoa. Now now I get it, right? He just yeah. had arthroscopic <laughs> surgery. I totally get that people are craving information. This, this the headline is just so woe to me. Yeah. Like, did you know that Cam Newton, professional thrower of footballs, <laughs> has begun throwing a football? I am... Uh... I am a little bit still shell-shocked from the Andrew Luck is because there was a headline it was two years ago which is Andrew Luck is throwing tennis balls and mm. that was a woe that's that's pretty woe yeah. and so the woe of what objects are people throwing um, he but, started throwing uh, you know medicine balls then he started throwing rubber chickens because it's like a spirograph I don't know and, and that's how he learned it but I the headline is very woe <laughs> but then there's the notion of like it was really sad to watch Cam Newton at the end of last year. There was one primetime game where 
all he could do was throw the the underneath routes to Christian McCaffrey. And at one point of the game, they were trying to drive, and it was the Monday night football against the Saints. Panthers covered because Ted Ginn, I believe, fumbled into the end zone on a two-point conversion, and that started that whole like fumbling into the end zone debate. But it was sad because Cam couldn't throw the ball. Cam has gone vegan this offseason. Whoa. Uh, Cam has um, had a lot of very good charitable moments this offseason. But I am, I'm naturally, I'm like genuinely concerned about Cam. So the headline is whoa. But the uh, with him, I'm like, whoa. Like, the, the actual content, I I'm, again, yes. I know that the actual content is important and that Panthers fans and fantasy football fans and just football fans in general who love Cam, who right. doesn't love Cam? The guy's amazing. I agree. Um, but a just, lot of people don't like him. I, I understand he's made some questionable comments about female reporters, and he true. He yes, but as a people football get very player, upset that he got paid in college. Yes, people which, also are very willing to say he's not a good quarterback, and I think they're crazy. But as a football player, someone yeah. that loves football, what he brings to the game is unmatched and incredible. So we all want him to be healthy, playing Cam Newton style football yes. this fall. The the other thing I'll say too is one of the rules I love to have on the Left Coast Show is. If I interview NFL athletes and the way they talk about a guy is glowing, then I will respect that guy. Every time I mention Cam Newton to a defensive player, they just shake their head and go, he's a fucking animal. Hmm. Like, they're always amazed at who he is. And I went back when Gerald McCoy got cut, and I watched our interview with him at the Super Bowl two years ago. And we were talking about Cam. It was right after, like, Jameis Winston ate the W, and he was talking about how it was, like, the worst thing he'd ever seen because he was on the Bucks. I remember that. And I said, what? quarterback do you really hate facing and he said Cam Newton Hmm. he said there's something about playing Cam Newton where you feel helpless where on that big third down he like runs over a secondary guy and he gets up and like flips the ball forward and he said Cam Newton is the best shit talker he's ever faced oh he said and I've heard this from a number of athletes when you play Cam if he gets rolling early you're fucked because the he get he's a momentum quarterback. So if he starts feeling good and he's talking shit, like if you watch a Panthers game and he's yapping in the beginning of the game, the Panthers are the offense is gonna be clicking the whole game. But a lot of defenders really believe if you can rattle Cam early, he gets into his head. Mm. And so but we've never seen a guy like Cam physically play that position. He's unbelievable. He's an, he's an incredible uh one of a kind type of quarterback. But is he a good quarterback at chugging beers? That's your, that's a segue. That's called a, That's why you're a professional broadcaster, we, my friend. We used to joke, uh, Sims would get upset because I would call myself the Segway King, uh-huh. uh, which is you should never give yourself a nickname. But I believe that the biggest woe that we've seen thus far is quarterbacks chugging beers. It's a thing now. It is a thing. It started off first because of uh, who did it this offseason? I think it was Aaron Rodgers was at the Bucks game, wasn't he? Aaron Rodgers was second. Okay. Aaron, well, There was a hmm. Trubisky video at some point. So, give out shot, give out like the, the props to the, the chug king, David Bakhtiari. David Bakhtiari was doing it at Bucks games. I think you're right. And then it went to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and then Aaron Rodgers and it was kind of sad picks it up, and halfway through he puts his finger in the air. I thought that was great. I thought that was really funny comedy timing. And I, and I honestly believe that I think Aaron Rodgers was joking. 
Yeah, I think he was doing a bit. I, I want to say that I firmly believe that Aaron Rodgers was doing a bit, and that was not really how he chugged. And it was a good bit, by the way. Because he was showing Bakhtiari was so proficient, and he did the whole finger up, oh, I can't do it, back. It was, I believe that Aaron Rodgers can chug a beer. It was the equivalent of, you know, like taking a sip of something and putting your pinky in the air. He, it was a put-on. Yes. It was, it was a funny, you know... And we've seen the... this from Aaron in the past, that he loves comedy. He's a smirky comedy guy. Yes. He's very funny, yeah. So maybe it's because I believe that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, but I am standing up for Aaron Rodgers. But then it spread. That night, Matt Stafford's wife posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. him chugging it. And then all the Lions fans were like, we have the best chugger in the NFC North. Then we saw Patrick Mahomes do it at a St. Louis Blues game, which has come under conspiracy because many people are believing that he held it up too vertical for too long, saying that it was actually empty and that it was not real. This upset me a lot. We're going to have to get some like real footage a analysis lot. on this. Yeah. Then, recently, Mitchell Trubisky at a game, White Sox, very impressive. Well done, Threw by it Mitchell down. Trubisky. Threw it down. Then, at a softball game, Josh Allen chugs out of a can, not out of a cup, on his way to do the home run batting title. So uh, There were two things I noticed about the Josh Allen one. One, can chugging is very different than cup v- chugging. Not as much. Like, when you look at Matt Stafford's, there is a an opportunity for air to escape, right. increasing the speed of chug. I'm just saying those are different sports. It's like yes. beach volleyball versus court volleyball. Like, I'm sure some of the skills translate, <laughs> but not entirely. Sure. Okay. Uh, also, Josh Allen gets extra points, though, for doing it while doing something else. All these while other guys, walking. All these other guys were sitting in the crowd and chugging a beer. Josh Allen was like in the midst of doing something relatively important. He's a, that's why he's a dual threat quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Truly. Multitasking. Multitasking. So uh, it's it's really been a phenomenon that has taken over. And so after um, Mahomes, not Mahomes, uh, after the uh, Stafford one came out last Friday, I'm sitting in my apartment. I had had a drink and I was like, I'm going to rank all 32 quarterbacks in terms of their ability, my perceived ability of them to chug. Tweeted it out, and it has spread, and I've gotten a lot of arguments. People have gotten very upset at me, um, but I thought that I would like you to come on and take a look at my list. Yes, I have it right here. What I did, it's actually a very fun exercise. I just started off with... um, Oh, and, and also, let me just say, I texted a number of quarterbacks in the NFL. I did a lot of background research Great. on this. I texted tight ends. You're putting like, in the work. You're putting like, in the work. I, I hit up Kittle and I said, I've never, like, what do I need to know about Jimmy G? And he gave me some information. So some of it comes with background information. Some of it was, like, completely guessing. Uh, but I do have the list. Um, and I put Kirk Cousins at 32. People can find the entire list on your on Twitter my feed, Twitter. Right? Yeah, yeah. On my Twitter. Um let me just give the top five and the bottom five, and then I'm curious what you agreed with and didn't agree and, with. And just so you know, my agreements and disagreements are based on literally nothing. So of I, I did not text anybody. That's why these I don't lists know are football. amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I have my top five from five to one as Baker, Tom Brady, Sam Darnold, Matt Stafford, Big Ben. Big Ben number one overall. Big Ben is my number one overall chugger. I just, I feel like he's Bill Brasky. I feel like he might eat the beer can. <laughs> like, he just looks at a guy that would look at you and go, 
you even think you have a chance in a chug off with me? I could see that in like in sort of a, a, a sawdust bar. He has you know? the neck and the gut of somebody that would have chugged a lot. He went to Miami of Ohio. Went to Miami of Ohio, which is like known as like the party school. I've heard I've heard stories. Stafford, it was the combination of the Georgia slash um, like video that I went, oh, he's top two. And there's something about Stafford wearing the fitted hat backwards that just, it's it an extra 5% to your speed in chugging. I have drank beers with Darnold, and I know that he loves beer. And there, I also just wanted to give my guy a little bit of credit, so I threw him up there. The most flack that I got was Tom Brady, which I'm sure you're going to pick up in a second. I have some thoughts. But I have Baker at five there uh, because I think Baker just... An Oklahoma bro that, again, would go, you think you could beat me in a fucking chug Who moved to Cleveland, by the way. Which is perfect. I, I, I think in Cleveland, uh, there, there's some opportunity to chug some beers. My last five from 27 to 32, Russell Wilson does not seem like a guy that would drink beer at all. I feel like that would throw off his whole diet. Also, I feel like... Like, I saw him playing Cable Thanos in Super Smash, and I was like, I just don't think he'd be good at this. Lamar Jackson looks like a guy that I just don't think just drinks a lot of beer. I just And I, and I hit up some sources in Louisville, where I used to live, and I got some sources, not the best beer chugger. Um, Aaron Rodgers at 29, I, I couldn't move him. Uh, I just... I felt like Mariota would be worse at chugging beer. We can check the tape on Rodgers. Like, you don't have to defend that one. Yeah, like, I had to put Rodgers there because if I moved him higher, people would say there's video evidence, but I still think he was putting on. Mariota, if you've ever seen the video of the Tennessee Titans offensive line at a Predators game, he's sitting there waving a flag, and he's the only guy in the booth not drinking beer. Hmm. I have a feeling that Mariota's never had a beer. Thus, he's below Rodgers, who didn't finish his beer. So maybe he's like a, a rosé-chugging contest expert. I, th- I think Mariota is a—this is Mariota. I really appreciate the offer, but I'm going to pass. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Yeah, I, have, I have a game in six months, so I should probably not. He's just the nicest guy ever. Uh, I put Eli 31 because I'm an Eagles fan and I wanted to say screw Eli. Uh, I have a feeling that Eli is probably more towards the middle of the pack. And then I put Kirk, Kirk Cousins last strictly for comedic effect. Uh, <laughs> and the everybody loved Kirk Cousins at 32. I, there, there were so many tweets, Ingber, that were Cousins at 32 gives this list validity. Yeah, I mean, that's that's totally fair, because we all know Kirk Cousins is a guy who wears Dockers with a polo shirt and Birkenstocks and is on the grill with, you know, with kids. all the kids from the neighborhood are coming around, and he's sipping that IPA. Sipping. He's sipping that IPA. He enjoys it. Oh. But what do you... He might you, know the most information about the beer he's drinking, oh, but I don't you. think he's drinking it at He'll speed. tell you about the hops. He'll tell you about the notes of butterscotch. If you ask Kirk Cousins to chug a beer, he would give you a quote from a philosopher about time <laughs> and how we must savor things instead of indulging ourselves. Yeah. He, he, patience is a virtue, Lefko, and I'd roll my fucking eyes. Get the hell out. But you'd respect the game. I'd go, you're Kirk Cousins, that's the answer I expect. Exactly right. All right, so what are your biggest qualms with my list? Uh, so number one, you called it uh, Brady at number four, and you know I'm the world's biggest Tom Brady fan, yes. uh, lifelong Patriots fan myself. Brady at four is insane, right? If you handed this man a beer, three different nutritionists would tackle you. He wouldn't even be able to get the beer to his lips. Hold on, you've seen the, the Colbert chugging, right? With him chugging a beer on Colbert? How do I not know this? Do I not have the internet? Fucking Google that shit right now. You are about to witness a Patriots fan. Did it pop right up? 
Uh, I just searched Brady Colbert. I need to search Chug. Chug. You are about to witness a huge Patriots fan for the first time see this video. Wow, so I thought you were going to yell at me that Brady should have been higher, and here you're telling me that you thought Brady would have been 32. This I, I really feel ashamed of myself just as, as someone who's worked on the internet for the last decade. Right, so that fa- no, I'm, I'm angry at every friend of mine, actually, right. for not sending me this link. All right. Here's Tom Brady. So, He's in a sort of a black turtleneck, which, you know, awesome. Yeah, when Tom Brady does television, he looks like an evil villain. He looks like Archer. He's got the tactical turtleneck. Nice. Uh, He's holding the beer. Stephen Colbert is about to cheers with him. Stephen Colbert, the blazer is off with Colbert, so you know. Oh, no, rewind it. See, you already missed it. Okay, that's impressive. That's really impressive. Brady, Brady. And look, he even finished it because he wasn't sure. with Colbert. So after this list came out and everyone got angry at me because I didn't move Brady higher. You had the tape. No, apparently this is folklore with Tom Brady. I found an interview with uh, who's their current backup that used to be on the Browns. Uh, Hoyer. Hoyer. Brian Hoyer says that it's the number one thing that it's Tom Brady's number one parlor trick is that he will uh, compete with people in a chug off and he's incredible at it. And, and Hoyer even said this nugget, which to me is such a fucking Brady nugget, which is he loves it because it makes him feel like one of the guys, which is what he's always striving to do. Right. Cause Tom Brady really is like this alien robot that like, Hey guys, want to go out with me? <laughs> it's Tom Brady. But he has developed this beer chugging skill to relate to his teammates. So that, that which I fucking love. That's so Brady that he would be like, you know, what would be you know what would help me make some buds on the team is to chug beers with them, and then he gets so good at it that yes. no one wants to chug with him. Yes, they're like, dude, we we know lo- you've gone too far the other way. Just swing, just calibrate, man. Just wow. calibrate it. So I thought you were going to argue that Brady should have been higher. That's the number one complaint I got on the list is that Brady should be number one. You know, maybe this is uh, like the sports mother in me that just wants Brady not to be chugging beers. I want him to play till he's 52 years Colbert old. Colbert also to. made him eat a strawberry in that interview. He'd never had a strawberry and, before. And Brady legitimately like made a face as though he had eaten dog food. <laughs> and I'm like, strawberries are the greatest. He's like, give me a, a red pepper instead. Just All a right, raw red uh, pepper. Who, who else do you think should be higher or lower? So again, I've done no research on this, but Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, he strikes me as the handsome quarterback in every high school football movie where all his O-linemen are like running around with him and they're the ones that are chugging and he gets to just like hang in the background with his letterman jacket on Mm. so he he strikes me as so handsome that he never had to chug he could he could take his time so i had him at 11 right behind trubisky and right ahead of Foles. so 11 that's just a pretty high rank that's top third you know i i have heard from teammates that the man can chug the other thing is don't forget jimmy garoppolo grew, grew up in a family with like five brothers in an italian family in illinois and his dad is an electrician all of the signs of a dude that got fucking down. Or someone that, you know... He really... also went to Eastern Illinois. So this is not some kid that was, like, a big-time prospect. Like, I don't think they were really paying that much attention. Also, you know who went to that school? Sean, Romo. Pa- Sean Payton. Antonio Romo. Sean Payton, noted partier. So I had the feeling that, like, I put all those things together, but I've heard that Jimmy Garoppolo gets down and he can chug. So okay. I, w- I will. I will go back. This again. Them. This is unfair. This is like me debating sports with my wife. She doesn't really watch sports. So yes. like any debate, I can come at her with facts and figures yeah, and stuff yeah, I've yeah, read. Yeah. And she's like, I don't read ESPN, so no, I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> I'm 
really doing this just for my ego. All right, who else? Uh, Carson Wentz. I have him at 20. Yeah. One behind Andy Dalton, who I misspelled, and one ahead of Matt Ryan. Uh, and then the one that a lot of Eagles fans got upset is I have Andrew Luck at 18 and Wentz at 20. Mm-hmm. And they thought that Wentz should have been ahead of Luck. So I- I'm doing kind of like a, a bullshit armchair uh, analysis yeah. here. But the few people that I've met in my life from North Dakota, and sh- shout out to North Dakota. Yeah, shout but out. Unilaterally, and this is this is not me making any sort of assumptions. I'm just telling you the three people I've met in my life from North Dakota. They tell me the only thing you do when you're growing up in North Dakota is find a field and figure out ways to creative, fun, weird ways to drink beer. I know. And you know when you when you grow up in that it's world. The number one tweet I got is he's from North Dakota. Goes to Bismarck High School. Yeah. Goes to North Dakota State. I mean, this I just, dude had time in North Dakota to protect the craft. I just feel like craft. he's super religious. And I'm not saying that religious people don't drink beer, but like every time I hear Carson Wentz talk, I go, I just I see him going. There's no need to chug. Your, <laughs> your presence is enough for me to feel uplifted. So that that I kind of went in just. I just didn't see Carson as a chugger guy. I'm just trying to throw some... But that's some, definitely one I could yeah, get wrong. I'm just, just doing some thoughts on it. And then uh, finally, Lamar Jackson. You do think he could have. Just because he strikes me as the sort of person, like when Ted Ginn was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Ted Ginn, you said something about anyone want to race you and his eyes lit up like, no one can race me, I'm Ted Ginn, mm-hmm. right? Lamar Jackson, I imagine he was that guy in like seventh grade who was like, I'll race you to the foul line of the basketball court. Oh, I'll race you to this. I can be faster yeah. at this. I can I can put to, I can shuffle cards so faster yours than is you. Competitive. Yeah. I just feel like Lamar is that kind of guy. And that there was a thing in high school or college that he observed that people that there was social capital to be found right. in chugging a beer faster. And he said, I'm going to figure out a way to be faster at that thing than anyone else. I just go that the Lamar, from everything we've heard, is such a quiet introvert, and those are p- typically people in my mind that I don't see entering a chug off. Like I typically see them falling back and like not being a part of so it. This is, he, that was more of a personality ranking. He didn't tell anyone he was going to be practicing the craft of chuggery until he was ready, and then he unveiled it at one party. He's also from Miami, and I don't know if Miami is a huge beer area growing up. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think that. you can find beer in pretty much any city in America. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I just didn't think he grew up on it. Um, all right, so that was my list. Again, check out Twitter and see what you agreed with and what you didn't agree with. But I think this is something that we can do going forward. I don't know if we're going to call it the Lefko list. I don't know if we're going to call something, but I love the notion of taking quarterbacks and their personalities we'll just rank them and rank them and and maybe we do coaches you know maybe we do that eventually but i think quarterbacks is kind of that it's sweet a fun place spot. to start so i asked you and i genuinely don't know what are some other possible lists we could do and what the plan is homies i need your 33 percent is listen to day's list you can either pick one of them or you can submit another one. And then for the episode that comes out on Thursday, I'll, we'll release the other list and then we'll put it on social like Thursday and Friday. And let's just do this once a week. We're just, we're going to, it doesn't have to be beer chugging. That's the flavor that's of the, the first one. That's the first one. But we'll see what else we can get these quarterbacks to do. And by the way, I consulted with hilarious Bleacher Report writer Dennis Flynn for these. R- lead writer of Gridiron Heights. Yeah. So this guy, he knows his quarterbacks. He knows his funny. So, okay. you know, the, we, we came up with some, some ranking ideas. Who would make the best wingman? That's a really good one. It's an interesting one, right? Because. You got to think about it. Uh, 
what I'll do is, is as you pitch these, I'll do the who wants to be a millionaire, my initial thoughts. <laughs> First thing I think of is a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't want him Where I go, I go, great to walk in the club, bad to be a wingman. Kind of, kind of ruin that flow for you. And then I'm just like kind of looking at the list. Then I look at Kirk Cousins again, though. I go, he's going to be the wallflower, though, that goes, you don't need to. I'm, I'm fine. We don't need to go over. So you need that middle ground, which you yeah. know is, is kind of a, a tenuous ground to tread upon. Especially with quarterbacks, because so many of them are alphas that... They're famous as hell. That... That also, and I'm trying to think of their personalities. Like, let's say if the fame's not there, but more of their personalities. Yep. You know, like, like Goff would be a good wingman. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> friendly, jovial, but he's not like an outgoing kind of guy. Hmm. Okay, that's good. All right, what else you got? Uh, who would be the best at making an IKEA desk? That's amazing. Right. It's it's sort of a specific challenge. It requires uh, patience. It requires patience. It requires you to like tune out other things and Utility. just focus on one thing. Um, maybe... First thing that comes to mind, Philip Rivers. Because he's probably made Bro, 40 different- Bro, when you have different... fucking nine kids, <laughs> you know how many like Christmas Eves he spent with like Swedish screws? He, he owns, like he has all the extra nuts and bolts that have fallen off his other, he could make a separate At desk. At the same time, those. Big Ben ain't doing shit. Right, so that's that comes into play. So these are all just Big you know, Ben variables. gets frustrated halfway through and just like throws a fucking side. Okay, that's a good one. Um, who can do the most push-ups? Just straight up, it's just an that's interesting great. one because some of these guys are not all about strength; they're about right. agility and uh, you know a lot of different that's skills. That's great. That go any any list where I get to put Eli towards the bottom, <laughs> I feel really good about. Yep. Uh, this was a. But then I have to factor in like Cam Newton's shoulder injury. You know, like, right. that's an These issue. These are all things. These okay, are all, that's good. Right. This is uh, one from Dennis. Ability to get through a Pixar movie without crying. Wow. Strong. Right. You really got to think through, like, because I cry deep on these every, ones. like, up. Oh, shit. that one gets you. What about oh. Toy Story 3? TS3, dude. I've never seen Toy Story 3. Get on it. But I need to watch it before I see Toy Story 4. All right. My initial reaction, who's not going to cry? I'm, Big Ben feels like a non-crier. Like, I just keep going <laughs> back to him. Um, what if he tweets at you after this podcast? Mahomes like, is crying. Flacco, I feel like, would be a non-emotional... Stoic. He'd stay in the pocket. Yes. Okay. I like that one, too. I love the notion of quarterbacks crying. Who mm -hmm. cries at a Pixar movie? That's very funny. Uh, and then uh, how fast they'd fall asleep at a sleepover. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I was the last to fall asleep at a sleepover. You always stayed up. Oh, I was the guy that was like playing Twisted Metal, uh, that fucking video game for way too long. So that's the question. It's like, who falls asleep at 8 p.m.? Because you know some of these QBs fall asleep at like 8 p.m., wake up yeah. at 4.30 to go for their first workout. And then some of these guys are like, oh, dude, you got a PlayStation? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I could see Cam Newton not going to sleep at all. I could see Breeze. Breeze and Kirk Cousins are like fighting to go to sleep first. Mm -hmm. And then like I want to joke about like Kyler like Murray being a baby still, but I like all those. All right, so homies, that is the assignment that I'm giving to you guys right now. You can either use some of the ones that Ingber pitched or we are very open. If you have other ideas for how should we rank starting NFL quarterbacks, I also want to ask you one question before I do this. I have on there Josh Rosen. For comedic effect, is it better to have Ryan Fitzpatrick? 
because they're both Miami Dolphins. We're talking about just including in these lists throughout the year? Well, the, this is the <clears> thing. <throat> I wrote down starting NFL quarterbacks because otherwise, like, Bortles is going to be in there and Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be in there. But I'm trying to keep it to 32. But is it better to have Josh Rosen or is it better to have Fitzpatrick? Like, I don't... Um, I feel like Josh Rosen is going to be the starter. That's why I put him down. I think I think if we're going to do this week to week, right, we can just look at who's going to be the starter that week, and that's the so list like, of 32. who's taking first snaps? Who's taking first snaps on the first team okay. in practice this week? All right, so... It's well, your list. I mean, you can do well, whatever you want. the official training camp start this week? So, like, Odell's finally going to report to Cleveland this week, mm-hmm. so we should get... We'll, the, 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 the tricky teams, the Miami team... We'll we'll kind of pay attention to who is taking first team snaps and they will be in. But homies, this is your playground. How are we ranking these quarterbacks? Which of Ingber's ideas did you like? Which of ideas do you like? And we're gonna make this the new Lefko list or whatever the fuck we're gonna name it. <laughs> All right, so I had to check out on my favorite rookie. I gotta see how camp is going for the big dog, Jonathan Abram. Uh, where, where are you right now? What are we doing? Man, getting ready for meetings. Got rookie meetings starting at two o'clock. All right. So as soon as you need to go, say Lefko, I got to roll. Deal. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. So, how, dude, how's it been? How's it going? Man, honestly, it's been pretty good. Team really loves me. You know, coaches really love me. I think this is probably the best fit for me. You know, looking back on you know the places that I could have landed up, I don't think I wanted to be up in here. Dude, so got a really good team. Honestly, really good team surrounded by some really good guys on both sides of the ball. Man, good you bet. sound like a pro. Really you young guys. Abram, you sound like a pro right now. These are really good pro answers. <laughs> I dig it. Um, I'm not going to lie. I texted two of your teammates. I'm not going to tell you who they are. And they both said you're a dog. So just know <laughs> the veterans are liking what you're doing thus far, man. Can you feel that? No, yeah, man. I mean, I just try to come out here every day just trying to be myself, making sure I'm on top of my stuff, you know. So I don't give them no reason to say I'm lacking. Um, I'm curious. How have how have my homies, my 33%, have my listeners been, been messaging you a lot? Are they showing you the love? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the Lefko fans. Yes. They show me love. Yes. <laughs> um, I read somewhere that you are happy to be uh, mentored by LaMarcus Joyner. What is that oh, relation? Yeah. What is that relationship right now? Kind of share that with everybody. Man, it's kind of, honestly, it's like a weird relationship. It's kind of like a big brother, kind of like an uncle, because he's young but he's old. It's it's like he's a weird guy, but he's a really great guy. You know, family oriented. You know, he doesn't have any social media. You know, he doesn't really care for any of that. You know, he don't care what the media has to say about him. You know, because like he told me. They don't give me no check. They don't put no money in my pocket. So mm. they don't really care for it. So, you know, talking to him is kind of like talking to, like I said, like an uncle. Mm. You know, he's always giving me giving me advice, and, you know, just telling me, you know, ways to go about things. And, and he's always constantly reminding me, you know, why I'm here, you know, my purpose, you know, just to be who I am. You told me before the draft that you were so excited to be a pro because you were ready to make it your full-time job. Is there anything that you you didn't, like, has it been easier? Has it been harder? Has it been, like, a lot of joy making it your full-time job? Like, what has it been like the first few weeks? First week was probably my worst week because I was trying to get my family situated. You know, it was pretty tough, you know, moving from Mississippi all the way to Oakland. 
so like I said, the, my first week, I ain't gonna say my worst week, it was like oh, my roughest week. So, you know, it was just stressful, you know, just trying to get everything, you know, apartment and get my family moves here, car and everything, and trying to, you know, because they put a lot on me. You know, I've been learning a lot of positions. You know, I have to know it thoroughly. You know, I have to know certain texts because I have to I have to be interchangeable because we're going to do a lot of matching, you know, and stuff this sure. year. So that was probably the worstest week. But after that, man, it's been pretty much smooth sailing. You know, the vets, they all look out for me, show me love. So it's all That's been awesome. going pretty good. And then I see that uh, the locker room, man, we got some freestyles going on. I'm just seeing this on the on the Raiders IG right now. So are they making all the rookies freestyle? How does this work? Yeah, the vets do that, man. They call it uh, rookie rap battle Thursdays. Ooh, so it only happens on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I love it. And have you had have you had to go yet? And how did you do? Man, I you know they made me start it off. I was the first rookie to go. I ripped it the first week. <laughs> I even got the ripping on some of the vets. They ain't, so they won't let me get back on the mic because I killed it. So Ooh. last week we had Coney and um and Alec Engel, the fullback. He killed it, I saw. Yeah, Alec, Alec no doubt. You talk about Mad Max, Max Crosby. Max, yeah, Max so hard. So Max Crosby, he's a, he's what is he, a tight end? No, D end. Oh, a D end. He went out there and was freestyling crazy. Wait, who were the veterans that you got that you were like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't have gotten them? None. Okay. None. I'd be ready to rap battle. <laughs> Dude, you got to let me come because I just want, I only want to rap battle and then I'll leave. Do you think they would let me do that? <laughs> yeah. All right. They, they, if you come on Thursday, they're going to be all for it. They'll be ready to get the mic to anybody. Oh, they're going to tear me to shred. They're going to be like, what's your dumbass sweater in this hot ass weather? <laughs> I can feel it already. Um, what, but are, if, you kill, if you kill it on, on, on the route, they're going to they cut you flat. That's awesome. Uh, are you still like, I, I remember you had that one post where you saw Gruden working out. Uh, how's everything going with Gruden? You guys still lifting together and all that stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah. The workouts have been pretty good. You know, getting stronger, getting faster. So that's, uh, the workout program has been probably the smoothest part. You know, everything just, we go in there, we get after it. Cause you know, a lot of people don't realize how important that part of it is. Cause it all translates to the football field. So yeah, that the workouts have been great. Mm. All right, I know you got to get to a meeting, so it was good to catch up. I wanted to make sure that everything was good. You got a message. Oh, yeah. You got a message to Raider Nation and Lefko Nation out there. Just win, baby. That's awesome, Abram. Just you're the win. man, dude. Keep kicking ass, my friend. Proud of you. All right. All right, man. Holler at you. All right, Jonathan Abram. We're going to keep checking in. I told you he's going to be our favorite rookie this year, and he's already out there. And I'm telling you, I have heard from two guys on that team that said he is a dog. So everything is going well. I want to say thank you to uh, Mr. Ingber for being here. I hope you guys enjoyed him. He is really going to help take this podcast to the next level and also the show that will be coming up later. Uh, I hope you guys are excited in September for the uh, Browns-Jets game where we're doing a live show and then also the one in London in October, October 27th. All I need from you guys right now, though, is what is the quarterback list that we need to put out next? Let me know. The L-E-F-K-O-E. Man, I will holla, holla, holla at you guys later. Love you 33%. Y'all are the shit.